Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Stompcast with me, Dr. Alex George. This is the podcast where I go for a stomp with a guest to take a little meander into their life. I'm so excited to be speaking to Rian Sugden on the podcast today. Rian Sugden is the UK's longest standing page three model, who more recently has turned to sharing her glamour model photographs on her OnlyFans page. Over the last couple of years, OnlyFans has built an infamous reputation due to it being a popular site where users can subscribe to creators to view sexual and pornographic content. Due to this, Rian has recently opened up about why OnlyFans is a safe space for her and how, for her, it has brought empowerment to her work. But OnlyFans isn't the only topic of conversation today, as Rian will be chatting to us about her fertility and IVF journey, as well as her debilitating phobia of being sick, known medically as emetophobia. When you think of summer, you probably cast your mind to sunny countryside stomps, long nights, fresco dining and sipping cocktails with friends at a barbecue. And you'd be bang on with that. However, no matter what you're doing or where you are this summer, it's important to keep hydrated, which is why I'd like to introduce you to our sponsor this week, Harrogate Spring Water. The Harrogate Spring Water ethos is to drink life in. And so they're encouraging us to make the most of summer with a mindful drinking mission. So to help us consume our cocktails a little more carefully, Harrogate Spring Water have created their mindful drinking hub. Myself and the much-loved celebrity bartender, Merlin Griffiths, have teamed up to join Harrogate on their mindful drinking mission. We've brought together my tips and advice for mindful drinking and Merlin's delicious alcohol-free Harrogate cocktail recipe together to make sure it's a summer to remember. So thank you to Harrogate Spring Water for helping us celebrate a bit more mindfully to get the most out of this summer and for sponsoring this week's episode of the Stompcast. Don't forget to head over to Harrogate Spring Water's mindful drinking hub at www.harrogatespring.com forward slash mindful drinking hub or click the link in the show notes. Rian, welcome to the Stompcast. Thanks for having me. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm hot. It I'm is, is hot warm. Today. And, and we, we have lathered up with the, the SPF, haven't we? Yeah, we're covered in SPF. Um, I... You've officially picked the hottest day of the year so far. It's a, it's a nice toasty day, but uh, we, we will be all right. There's lots of shaded areas around where we are, isn't there? It is, but it's also good because you're up north and normally we get rain, so it's quite nice. You've picked a good time to come that's, up. That's very true. A lot of times I come up north, I have seen a lot of rain, but yeah. then I was born in Wales, so I'm, I'm kind of used to it. Tell us where we are then. Let's put it into context. So we are at Turton and Entwistle Reservoir mm-hmm. up north. It's a beautiful place, as you can see. It is gorgeous. Something I like to do with my guests is uh, name the five senses. So go through let's go through sight uh, smell taste hearing and touch of the place we're in it sets the scene nicely for us okay. and i hope you've all got your boots on i hope you've got your spf your water guys at home when you're walking with us because stomping is good for the old soul we're gonna be walking in three parts 20 minutes each we're walking for an hour which is split up into three parts for you guys so you can do a whole hour or do 20 minute blocks but i hope you're joining let's do it so what can we see we can see a lot of water and a lot of trees. There's a lot of, there's a lot of trees. It's kind of, well, it is a reservoir. It's, 
trying to look at the size of it. I'm trying to like guesstimate. I'd say it's got to be it's, it's... half a mile wide and oh, easily, yeah. a couple of miles in length. Yeah. Lots of water. Lots, of blue, Lots of blue skies. Yeah, the sky is very blue. And uh, we're kind of walking on a nice little road, aren't we? That's kind of encircling it, which is For quite now. nice. Is it going off? We'll, have we gone we'll, off-roading? We'll go off track in a minute. We'll go off track. So yeah. it's, it's a lovely view around us, I must say. What can you smell? I'm going to smell, can I smell the bushes? <laughs> Are they quite, they're not smelly bushes actually, they're okay. Can they it's smell that, anything to be there's honest? Ne there's actually nettles, I nearly stung my nose. That I would not be in a good tense. Uh, I can smell sense. our SPF. You can smell, yeah, I got the SPF on. Rosh Posey's on, yeah, sort oh, myself same. out. Oh, really? Yeah, same. same one. There you go, there you go, ting. That was good. Uh, what else were the other senses? What can we, we still smell, what can we hear? What can you hear? Actually, what can you, I can hear something. I can hear like reservoir. We can hear reservoirish noises. <laughs> yes. I can also see as well, sorry to go backwards on the senses, but there's herons, I think, sat on the, in the middle. Do you see the little, oh, the little yeah. island? There's herons over there. You're right, you can. That's quite cool, isn't it? Yeah, a few They're seagulls. cheeky monkeys, are they are. They go in and they nick your, they, they nick your trout out of the, out your, out your pool or your, not pool, we don't put trout in pools. <laughs> <laughs> out of your ponds or whatever. They do, like my friend growing up, he had, um, is it not carp, is that the right word? Koi yeah, carp. Koi carp. They had koi the nice carp. Nice big ones. Yeah. The big ones. And, and basically, the heron came and ate all of them, and they were rather upset. Well, yeah, that's probably what he's spying for over there. He's checking out some, some nice fish. lunch. Right. What else can you uh, taste? Taste. Yeah. What can you taste? I can taste um, starburst because I've just been chomping them on the way here. Starburst. Nice. Which which flavour? Strawberry. My strawberry starburst. My summery starburst. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I can feel. I can also feel the wind on my skin. The sun. And if you're walking at home and it's raining, then just enjoy the drizzle of the rain, whatever senses that you feel, embrace them, be grateful for them. Anything else you can feel, we can hear, what's going above us? Police helicopters. Is that a police? <laughs> Looks like police helicopters. I think I parked in the right place. It's ambulance, doing a great job. Well, hopefully we've set the scene for everyone uh, at home. We've helped you kind of relax. So the senses are a great way for people if you're feeling anxious, or feeling nervous, or even if you're feeling stressed. Concentrating on the senses really helps ground you, and I, I just I quite like doing that in moments of stress and frustration. Rian, it's great to have you on the podcast. Um, we're going to talk a little bit first, I think, about why you stomp. Obviously, we're in a beautiful location. Is this kind of your regular place to come for a walk? Do you come every week or month? How often are you here? This is yeah, I come here at least once a month with the dog. Um, it's just nice to just to be out in the air and. Like you said, it's good for, I get anxiety quite a lot, so I just like to walk on my own sometimes with the dog and just take in nature and just try and ground myself. Let's jump um, straight into it then. What's your new stomping toolkit? What do you take with you? My SPF. Yeah, always. good. Uh, my water, a Hydration. snack or chewing gum because I find chewing chewing gum helps me with my anxiety a little bit. Does it? Yeah, it kind of distracts me. That's interesting, I guess. But if you go back to our five senses, I guess it makes sense. You're kind of focusing on one, yeah. you're chewing, the taste, the kind of movement and things like that. I guess it brings you into a focus that stops you going with your, your mind, right? Yeah, I guess so. I don't, like a nervous chomp, I don't know what it is, but it definitely works for me. And it helps. Um, and you I say always... you have uh, anxiety. Is that something you're diagnosed with? Is it um, something, is it kind of a stress related or what, where does that come oh, from? It's a long story. So I've... We've got a long stomp. <laughs> we have got a long stomp to be fair. I've recently been, I say recently, over the last five years been diagnosed with anxiety, mm -hmm. but I've had it since I was about three, four years old, and it wasn't really a thing back then. Mm. It's bizarre how, I mean, it seems like ages ago, I'm not that old, but like 25 years ago, 30 years ago, 
I feel like anxiety wasn't really wasn't really pick, pick, picked up as much. Just it's kind of sad here now. If you if you so you were diagnosed how long ago? Literally in the last like four or five years. And you you've had anxiety, experienced anxiety since what say what age? Since like three four years old. So as long as you can remember. As long as I can had, remember, I've, I've had it. And bad. would you say it was bad enough that it really affects your life from that age? It's. I feel like it's taken over a lot of my life. Yeah. Ugh. But it stems from a phobia of being sick. Okay. Um, and where, why did that? Do you know where that roots from? Why, well, where did that start I have from? ideas where it came from because I've had so many different types of therapy over the years. I've had hypnotherapy, CBT therapy, shock therapy, mm -hmm. um, and they regressed me somehow. Something that I never thought was possible. I just thought, oh, this is just ridiculous talk. But they managed to get memories out of me that I didn't realise wow. I had. Wow. And is that true? Was that hypnotherapy or what, what actually? That was hypnotherapy, hypnotherapy that did that. What yeah. memories do you remember so that. there's just stuff like my grandparents would tell me information when I was too young that I probably didn't need to know mm -hmm. um, and I'd witness people be sick at school a dinner lady for example I remember her specifically being sick cauliflower everywhere oh lovely oh. <laughs> so there's just lots of oh, random no. little things like yeah. this um, and if my parent was ill and was sick that it just seemed so loud when I was so little. So it, it's the act of vomiting that really, that, that is what makes you feel, that Every, drives anxiety. Or is it, uh, and well, illness it, in general. It's, no, not illness in general. Just specifically Just around, specifically yeah. sick. But it's, it stems, it sounds like really stupid because I know a lot of people go, oh. Well, no, it doesn't sound stupid actually. I mean, people, you, people can have their anxiety or fears, phobias, fixed around almost anything. It's, I mean, I for know, some people Every it's, time it's, I say to people, oh, I've got this, Fear of being sick, they all go, Oh, I hate being sick. No, you're like, no, but no, it's not it really the same. Is. Yeah, it's no, like being terrified of spiders and constantly having one on your back and not knowing when it's gonna like appear. That's the only way I can. Oh, okay. So, like, you, you feel you kind of carry the phobia of it all the time. All the time. If I get too hot and I start feeling sick, panic attack. Um, I only recently started eating like Chinese, Indian food, fish. This has all been in like, the last five years because I was scared of getting food poisoning. So it's just Because if you actually think about it, if you're, if you're afraid, if you basically have a really severe phobia and have panic attacks and, you know, when you feel sick, it really drives that kind of, like adrenaline response, yeah. then it makes you kind of afraid of doing a lot of the things that would maybe risk that, like you said, the food like drinking. poisoning. So I never really, get I never get blind drunk. I mean, that's that's good, but <laughs> it's good. But not in the sense that not for the reason that it's yeah. actually, if that makes sense. But that must be really difficult because I guess even going abroad or the anxiety that must like centre on eating Everything. out. Everything, honestly, I can't even. I don't think the stomp is long enough for me to go into it. But for, from getting the bus to school, if I didn't sit near the front where I could get off and be sick, I wouldn't be able to get on the bus. So what age were you when this, this kind of started? Like three, remember? four years Literally old. Literally three or four years and old. And I would stand over the sink at home crying every single night. It's haunted mum and dad, crying over the sink, heaving and going, I'm going to be sick, I'm going to be sick. Please tell me I'm not going to be sick. Oh, bless you. And they would take me back and forward from the doctors. I was so thin because I wouldn't eat that much that I, I got it drilled into my head that every time somebody was introduced to me, they'd be like, oh, this is Rian, and I'd go, and I'm three stone. Because yeah. I was so so drilled into telling people that I was putting on weight. Yeah. And the doctor Gosh, just well, said, she's got um, stomach problems, that's mm. why she's not eating. So they gave me antihistamines, where the side effect was 
hunger and they gave me fibre gel okay. to make me go to the toilet and yeah. that's all that they would give me. Mm. They didn't Gosh. see it as anxiety. So it was almost like, it was seen as like a physical issue yeah. rather than seeing actually there may well be like a mental health component to it. I think it's, I think I've had anxiety from such a young, uh, young stage like that because when you are anxious you feel sick. And exactly, so it's so just kind of propagating, like yeah. you worry about being, about vomiting and therefore you you get adrenaline, yeah. you feel more sick and it becomes a cycle. Have you, have you learnt, have you learnt ways to kind of detangle it or ground or come away from that, that makes sense? Mm, it's definitely got better over the years. I've been prescribed propanolol, mm -hmm. which takes off the side effects of anxiety. Okay. Yeah. So that kind of helps with, the helps with the sickness. And I'm on a rolling prescription, I have been for the last 10 years, of anti-sickness tablets. Okay. So I, that, I can't go find, anywhere without them. Do you, find, do you find that helps then? Those two, does that, is that part of the solution for you? That definitely helps, yeah. As even just knowing I've got my sickness tablets with me can calm me down. Yeah. They're always in my car, in my bag. So where does stomping fit in? How does, how, how does this fit into kind of looking after your own mental health? Well, when I, when I go into panic attack mode, I just need to get out of the house. I need to remove myself from the surroundings that I'm in that's triggered yeah. off my panic attack and just try and distract myself and do the whole, where am I? Yeah. But I do the three senses. Yeah. So like, listen, see where I am, smell things. Yeah. And I just try and ground myself, but sometimes, sometimes I'm too far gone. It's hard to, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's very hard to do at times. I mean, I have uh, anxiety and I talk about this quite a lot on the, on the podcast and stuff. And it's kind of like learning about like what's in your toolkit and what helps you and that could be very different to someone else and also sometimes a tool that worked last week isn't working this yeah. week and you kind of have to constantly adapt but definitely a constant for me has been like how much nature really helps like being outside and and you have to force yourself to go out as well don't you like you do. when when you can't be bothered sometimes I lie in bed and I'm just like I can't do it I can't do it anymore but once I've forced myself, especially having a dog, that helps. Yeah. Because you kind of have to get up. And dog therapy. Listen, the, the stompers listening right now know how much um, I love dogs and how much I think they can really help. Oh, as a it's just he's like, changed my life, Roger. Roger, yeah. what a name. Not after Roger Federer, maybe. No. Ah, oh, see, I'd, that's how I'd have named him, Roger Federer. Um, so, yeah, he, he's changed my life drastically. Like, when I have panic attacks... I go into the spare bedroom, again, because I don't like having panic attacks mm. in my bedroom because then I associate my bedroom with panic attacks. It's complete association anxiety that yeah. I have as well. Okay. Um, so places can actually trigger it yeah. as well then. So if I, I have to move bedroom, I, I've been so close to ringing ambulances sometimes. Um, can you describe can you describe a panic attack because i think for people listening if you have not experienced a panic attack and by by that way it's a real it's a particular type of episode isn't it that can be so unpleasant i think it's just useful for people to hear and understand what that might feel like yeah well i've heard other people talk about panic attacks but mine seems to be completely different i tremor i sh like sometimes violently shake and i feel like i can't catch my breath and i feel like i'm being strangled which in turn makes me feel sick mm -hmm. So that triggers more panic, and then it's it just, worse. I can't seem to snap out of it. And I've recently got an Apple Watch, actually, to try and do mindfulness on it. And my last panic attack was last Monday, actually. Um, I woke up in the middle of the night feeling so sick, and I was like, oh my God, this is it, I'm going to be sick. Bear in mind, I've only been sick about four times in my whole life. And what happened when you, were, when you have been sick in the past? Did it, like, what was that like for you? Afterwards, was it... 
better or worse? Was I, I just wonder what, what it was um, actually like for you. When the build-up to it, it's, it's very dramatic. I'm sorry, I hope it's not triggering you. Don't want this too no, much of it. well, we this is the thing. It used to trigger, trigger me. Um, and a lot of people with emetophobia, which is the fear of sick, can't talk about it. But I think because I've done so much research on it now, and it's so popular, I can talk about it. Um, but it's, it's the build-up that's worse, because I think I'm going to choke. Like, I don't know where I'm going to do it. I have to have like buckets and bins in the bedroom just to make sure because I just panic and I try and have a bit of element of control over a situation that I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. And I um, guess there's a, an element with, because vomiting, it is actually an involuntary process. Right? Yeah. We can try, some people try and induce it, whatever, but it actually is, it is our body thing, saying there's something wrong. We're going to kick out, out what's yeah. in the stomach. So I guess there is an element of lack of control with it yeah. all. Yeah. And I think that might add to the situation to make me feel worse yes, so right. yeah when i'm actually am sick it's fine <laughs> but then afterwards i'm traumatized and thinking i can't do this again i can't go through that again well, what has the conversation been with medical professionals and people in your life as well like how do people respond to it and have you had any advice that's really helped or any interventions that you mentioned the medication has anything else really helped you truthfully no Medical professionals seem to think that this, I don't think they believe that the phobia is something that can cause so much damage. Like, it, I've, there's been times where I've hospitalised myself because I've refused to eat because I'm scared of getting ill. I'm sorry to hear that. Um, it's, it's really tough. But it um, is difficult. So, my best advice, I've probably found it myself. I've joined forums and groups of other people that have got it and just speaking to other people to make sure make you feel normal well the thing is, is i mean even you know, from talking to you i mean it, the whole point of anxiety and uh, i mean mine is a more generalized anxiety really but the whole point of anxiety is that you have a physiological and psychological response to something that isn't actually a threat at that time that's the yeah. whole point you know that i know that we know that inherently vomiting isn't something that is inherently dangerous most of the time the canvas scenarios are sick, really? but that's not but that's not how anxiety works i think that's it doesn't really matter whether you're you have a phobia that's triggering anxiety attacks panic attacks about a leaf or whether it's it, it doesn't yeah. really matter because the whole point is that the, the mind believes that that is is, a, is, is, is an imminent threat as if that lion's in the room and i think that's what i hope people take away listening to this is that it doesn't really matter what it's about if that person's experiencing panic attacks experiencing a phobia around something you, you've got to take that seriously you've got to work with that person to to dig down because one of the things that people try which clearly is more difficult with this is, is ex, you know exposure therapy so let's say with spiders or I've whatever it might be have you, have you done yeah, exposure the, therapy they made me put cold soup in my mouth and pretend to be sick I tell you what, that was traumatic. Sounds, that doesn't sound that. That doesn't oh, sound that. that the things, sound that, the things that I've had to do, honestly. That doesn't sound very therapeutic, let alone if you have a phobe. But I mean, the issue is that you're never going to be able to reproduce it in the same way, right? In, in that well, way, yeah. right? Because you know, for an example might be if you have a fear of spiders. It might be having a spider on the opposite side of the room, and eventually you build up to being. But there's no like on or off of that experience no. of being of vomiting, is there? It just seems like that's. I don't know. I just assume like, it's not as easy like to replicate. Because anything could trigger it. You can be too full. Like, literally anything can trigger feeling sick. So that's... Well, when I'm in my rational mind, like now, I think, oh, my God, what, like, what is the big deal? So what if I'm just sick here now? It's really no big deal. 
And how do how do people you're 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 married, right? Yes. You've got a husband, and you've got obviously your family around you yeah. and friends. How how do they react to it? Um, I've got one or two friends that sympathise more than others. My husband, he's getting better with it, but he does get very frustrated because he's obviously there when I'm having the full-on panic attack meltdown. Yeah. And I'm like, you need to ring an ambulance. Because going back to the other day when I had a panic attack, my heart rate went up to 192 wow. from resting yeah. 69. And I was thinking, I'm going to give myself a heart attack. Yeah. Then I'm going to choke on my own sick. And it, it's hard. And it sounds so ridiculous now thinking about well, it. Well, it doesn't actually, because the whole, <laughs> I guess it doesn't because I've experienced it. You really, it's like people say, like, you it? feel like you're dying. And that, that's the way I'd experience it, say it is that, that I get, if, I've only thankfully a few times I've had like full blown panic attacks. Mine's usually like a generalized anxiety, but you feel like you're having a heart attack, your throat's tight, like yeah. you mentioned. You think, oh my God, like, I, I was like, I'm fully aware what this is, and I still think I'm going to die. So it, it's really, really, for anyone that hasn't experienced it, it is a horrendous thing to, to experience and, and go through. You're talking to yourself, going, pull yourself yeah, I know. The amount <laughs> of times down, I've looked Alex. in the mirror and I've gone, what is wrong with you? Calm down. Pull yourself together, we're fine. Well, that's where I, and anyone that feels that they're starting to build into that, I would really recommend, you mentioned the three, whether it's three, five, use grounding techniques know which ones work for you and really like commit to them because it's if you are absolutely and truly in the present you can bring yourself out of most of it and obviously as long as you do it sooner rather than later but when you've recognized it in yourself right i'm starting to get panicky here or the symptoms are starting it's like right stop what you're doing let's ground yeah and i find for me that really helps anyway yeah definitely changing your scenery and just taking a few deep breaths. Let's have a little catch up about where we are because the scenery's changed at the moment. That's a lovely segue, isn't it? Yes, we seem we've to gone be from the open area with the sun to the shade. <laughs> Thankfully, Thank to the shade. <laughs> to some shade. Charlie, our producer's looking very glad of that. Actually, you have thumbs up, Charlie. We're in a beautiful little forestry area. We've got leaves. Little hang on. We can hug a few trees as well. Hugging it. Hugging We're grounding. Can you hear the bark? <laughs> That's like what do you call it? ASMR. ASMR. ASMR, what's that? ASMR, what does it stand for though? Basically, I'm giving you all some nice sounds. It's like what a squirrel would do, they must be listening to that. Basically, we're in a very lovely. <laughs> yes. Rian's giving you the full leaf treatment <laughs> the right leaf now. The leaf effect. The nice sounds. I, I do, do you know, to be fair, I really like white noise. In terms of grounding, so oh, yeah. I love like the fan, the which fan obviously needs a fan. And you've got the fan on in the background. It's Something so relaxing. Calms you right down. I've always, I've always had a bit of an obsession with white noise. The same on a train or a plane. Just the. Do you know what fans. on a plane even? So I used to. I went through a fear. I mean, it's all my own fault. I used to watch air crash investigation. Well, that's. And I got really obsessed with it. And then everything that happened on a plane, even it moving, was like right. We're, that's it. We're coming out of the sky. We haven't even left the ground yet. <laughs> and <laughs> honestly, I really worked myself into a state. But what helped me, and I got over it because I started listening to the white noise of the, just no music or anything, just listening to the noise of the plane. I go to sleep and I pretty much wake up the other side fine. And eventually I was like, do you know what? No more air crash investigation yep. for a while. Oh, we're back out in the sun. Perfect. Oh, look at the ducks over there. Look, that's where we started. We've gone quite far already. Look at that. We've done well, you know. So we're halfway now. The little duckies are, are chilling. I hope, they, hope you've had plenty of water, guys. Hydration. I mean, they look like it. they have plenty. I think they have enough to choose from. Thank you so much for listening to part one of this episode of me and Rian Sugden at Entwistle Reservoir. If you're not finished stomping yet, make sure to go and listen to part two now, or come back to catch up on tomorrow's stomp. See you soon.
This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. 